With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Battle Red Radio. I'm Matt Weston. It's not. I'm joined by the Byron Leftwich, my Bruce Arians, my good pal Taylor. How are you doing tonight, man? Not doing good at all. Okay. Not, not at, at all. all. Not one bit. Yeah, because you call me Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay. Buccaneers are terrible. So they're beautiful. No, man, you're a coward. They're That's seven all I seven. Know. I think they're two and five in you one know score game. You know, I just don't want to talk to you about this. We're we're just gonna. You know what? I'm I'm fine today. I got back from my cruise, so I'm in the real world. Yeah, I'm bragging a little bit because also got to watch the games on the big screen on the deck. Oh, how cool is Did you that? Motion sickness? You no, know, not at all. Did surprisingly. you feel more like you were there? Yeah, watching the game on a boat. No, I felt like it was crazy because you you think you're in like some type of theater, and then you look to your left and there's ocean. So pretty crazy stuff. Almost like I was on a boat. Don't say it. This is a family podcast. I'm not. Okay. Don't say the B word. What are you talking about? I'm not going to say the right, B word. Making sure. You're going to say the B word. No, I'm not going to say the B word. What is the B I'm word? I'm a family man. What's the B word? Uh, biscuit. Hey, Matt, for the record, uh, what shirt are you wearing right now? I'm wearing a Josh Allen shirt. Okay. Just wanted to make sure here. Look, we got another big game this weekend. No, you don't. What do you mean we? We got a big game this Who's weekend. Who's we? Uh, me and the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> you and the Buffalo Bills have a big game this weekend. Yeah. You got a field pass for him? Yeah. We I'm doing a, a Buffalo Bills podcast yeah, from got, now on? I got press. I'm on press row. I'm going to have to go back to the tape here, or I want somebody to just send you a tweet and let me know how many games have we, how many times have we talked about the Buffalo Bills on the podcast? Mm, probably seven. Seven. I've watched every Bills game this year. Does that make me, is that, is that supposed to make me feel better? No, they're just a lot of fun to watch. I don't think that's, I don't think they're a lot of fun to watch. They're even so much more fun to watch now that Devin Singletary's are starting running back. Oh, great. So, first off, I'm going to say shouts out to my big boys out there. What? Um, Chris Lindstrom came back after breaking his foot in training camp. If you don't know who Chris Lindstrom is, he's the starting right guard of the Atlanta Falcons. He was their first-round pick. Their starting right tackle okay. is Caleb McGarry. All right. They're, they trade up, back up in the draft to draft him. What is it? And McGarry's been there all year, and he was phenomenal what? last week in San Francisco. Both of them were. Like, even against Joey Bosa, there was no pressure at all. I guess it's it's Nick Bosa. Joey Bosa plays for yeah. the Chargers. So even Nick Bosa struggled with pressure. Wagner struggled with pressure. They were great all game. And it's been great to see Caleb McGarry like, sit there at right tackle start the whole year after all these other guys were saying, not necessarily all these other guys, but all these other players, people were saying is be- are better than McGarry, like Dalton Risner or, you know, players like that all had moved to guard because they couldn't handle the right tackle position. So it's been good to see McGarry stick there and Lindstrom looked really good last week. And so I'm glad the Falcons, you know, offensive line finally came together. It just took, you know, like 14 weeks for that to happen, but good for Atlanta. Yeah, hey, uh, isn't it good, like you said, that Jimmy G had those games? 
it was against important. New Orleans and against Arizona. Yeah, it was important. And how I say that Arizona is not that impressive and how New Orleans always does that yeah, against quarterbacks. I didn't say quarterback. it was impressive. I said oh, it was important. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I let you talk. Important are two different What are we words. doing? I thought because I was talking. Because you're not saying the truth. Okay. Impressive and important right. are two I different words. I thought I was talking. So, can I finish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, all right, I'm, I'm just so making sure we have that portion. I, well, I just want to make sure you understand. Jimmy can't do it. It's the entire point that I've been making all season, no matter what. he did it. Did what? Against New Orleans. Against, exactly. Against New Orleans, where they always do this. It's where the defense I mean, really shows up. some teams have bad games, though. It's almost like Drew tells the defense, saying, hey, you know what? I want this to be a shootout. I need to boost my stats. You think that's how it's working? I think that's how it works. Because you know this. They always give up a game. Let me put it to you this way. Did they do this with Teddy? Uh, they were playing great all the time on defense. Exactly my point. It's because they knew that they couldn't take a night off. While Breeze, they take nights off in some cases, just like they always do with Tampa Bay and teams against with Fitzmagic. But either way, come on. This what shows you. Jimmy G can't do it. He's just, he's not but that he, guy. I mean, he did it. I, again, like, I thought it was what? important, and it was important. He got the penalty at the end? I mean, look. And he threw it you're to the best ha- tight end in the league? Yeah, he, I think Kittle had 12 catches. Yeah! Um, that was kind of a weird thing about it, too. Like, they didn't really take any shots downfield. Because he can't? Well, I mean, he can a little bit. <laughs> a little bit? I was just confused, why, like, kind of perplexed why they didn't do that more often. And they didn't even do it at all. Like, everything was just to Kittle. And the Falcons had bad cornerbacks. And... The other thing, too, that was strange was how good the Falcons' pass rush was. Like, it's, they were really getting to him. And the Falcons have a terrible pass rush. It's been battle season. And the one thing I saw was, like, Vic Beasley was actually running a lot of inside moves to create pressure instead of just running all the way around the quarterback like he typically does. Now, granted, this could also have been kind of like a night off with them, too. Yeah, sometimes c- you have bad games. It could have been, and I'll give you that. It's just you're still not... He needs to be building something up to show he's not good enough to be able to take a game off. He hasn't shown anybody anything for him to be able to take a game off, especially with this 49ers team, because during the season, you're expecting this to be a dominant team going into the playoffs, and we're slipping. I mean, I think their biggest problem on offense is that they don't create any big plays in their passing game. Other big plays come from the run game. It's weird. I wonder and, if they can't. Or if it does, it comes from like a screen pass or whatever. Huh, and their be- passing game is just used to create like, you know, first downs. It's kind of like, they, it kind of works opposite, you know. It's almost like their quarterback's not good enough. Uh, Maybe so. We'll find huh. out. Huh. We'll find I guess, out. You know what? He showed up in three games. So that's good enough, right? I mean, like he made like three throws in all the other games, and he's had three really good games. And everything else he's been like, he's managed things. He's done enough. Overrated. I don't even think there's any overratedness conversation here. What are you talking about? I've never said that. I've never said You were so big on him after the New Orleans game. I never say he's really good. You came in here with a smile on your face. Yeah, because you said he can't do it all whatsoever. Yeah. He did it against New Orleans. And And that's the difference. That's why I was smiling about it. You know what? Continue on, please. That's all. Keep going. Keep going. I never said he was really good. I never said he was great at all or anything. I just said you were wrong about the Arizona thing. I'm not wrong about the Arizona thing. You're wrong because you're thinking Arizona's a good team. They're the best bad team. They're the king of the rats. They're not good anymore. They're the best bad team. They were at the beginning of the season. Now they're just bad. Arizona's the best bad team. I think they're just bad. They beat Cleveland. Cleveland's a a bad team. They went 4-0 against bad teams this year. Oh, my Lord. They're the best bad team. Cleveland, Jarvis Landry going after Kitchens on the sideline. Awesome. We are done. I Cleveland, you have won the season. Odell, rumors he's already talking to teams. 
uh, saying, get me out of here. This team is great because what the hell, man? It just shows you it was a team full of kids. Nobody wanted to be the mature adult in the room. You didn't have somebody. You didn't have a veteran. You didn't have anybody. I mean, they have veterans, but they just have a head coach who doesn't who but shouldn't who's be a head coach. Who's their veteran guy that you'd be counting on? I guess like Schobert or Beckham or... Beckham. You're I mean, counting like, on Beckham to be the mature guy in the locker like, I'm room. I'm not saying be mature, but be the veteran. He's 27. He's played five or six years. That is the difference between being mature and being a veteran. All I know is that... Jarvis has been around forever. Not forever, but he's Every been single for player on this team has too. talked. Every yeah. single one has talked. The only one who was great this year is Miles Garrett. No, uh, Chubb. Yeah, those Chubb. Chubb has been great. And yeah. Chubb is and the one Garrett that hasn't been talking. Garrett was spectacular too. He had 13 half sacks until the helmet thing. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, because he was also, I think, leading the league in penalties. Who? Garrett. When it comes to, uh, it doesn't matter. Late hits on the quarterback. That's fine. It doesn't. I matter. mean, kind of just adds. It adds to the resume. I mean, they're a poorly coached team. Was the point? Oh and yeah, they're bad because oh, well. they're poorly coached. And the Cardinals beat them. They're four no against bad teams. They're the king of the rats. They're the best bad team out there. So good for Arizona. It was a great, great season for them. So they're like master splinter. Yeah. Yes. That's fine. I, I could see Murray being master splinter. Well, he's too mobile. Now, Murray's the guy from Small Soldiers, the little dog creature. So you know Dion Waiter's Island, right? His name is Archer. Nah, yeah, but he's like a. Do you like that? How did I know you like yeah, that? Yeah, like his like his like origins like good. It starts with like it's like G U apostrophe A X T H or whatever. But yeah, I think it is Archer. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Where is Island? That basketball term, where there's like a lot of people on the NBA internet said so like, yeah, I think Dion Waiters gonna be good, and they call it being on Waiters Island. So I have two NFL versions of it. Okay. I'm the captain of Jameis Winston's boathouse. What? And I also am the gatekeeper of Josh Allen's farmhouse. Okay. So, so the Josh Allen thing seems racist. And the James Winston thing just seems ridiculous. Because are you, are you there in the boathouse? No, I just are drive you like, the boathouse. Are you the pool boy cleaning the deck? No, I just drive the boathouse. So you drive his boathouse. Yeah. Whenever he wants the boathouse to go somewhere else in the bay, he's like, "Hey, I need a." He snaps his fingers and you show up with the boathouse ready to go. Well, I may I'm ready to drive the boathouse. This house. is a very weird fantasy. I mean, it's not fantasy. What it's is a this metaphor? Thing? What's it? What is it? A metaphor? It's a better for? thing than saying I'm on the bandwagon or I'm driving the bandwagon. You're not a. Oh my god! It's okay. a better way. What to are say we? It. What are we bragging about? I'm not exactly. bragging about You're anything. Bragging about, I'm, like, these I'm not two bragging guys. about anything or whatsoever. I'm saying it's a better way to say that. Yeah, I'm on. Oh, I was on this bandwagon. It's a boring and stupid way to say something because everybody says the same things all the time about everything. You'd rather you, you know what? Just say that you're on their lap and they're Santa no, Claus. I'm not That's what that. you can say then. That's what you can say. That's about what you. Something. That, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. You're the one who's making the boathouse comparisons. Yeah, because it's like the Waiters Island comparison, but NFL version of it. I'm not taking this comparison. Okay, it's good. I don't know. It's good. Yeah, and then. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> that's, all. Uh, that's that's what I have. Thanks for bringing something. And so for the <laughs> playoff welcome. picture for the NFC, the first round would be New Orleans, Minnesota, three and six seeds. The four and five seeds would be Dallas, San Francisco. The one two seeds would be Seattle, Green Bay. And the AFC would be Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Houston, Buffalo, which is I hate it so much. And then Baltimore, New England, would be the one and two seeds. 
so like we're all set up for Houston Buffalo round one. And uh, what is wrong with you? You're like so. You even took off your jacket to show me more of your Buffalo Bills. It got warm. It's warm in the house. Okay. What What is the matter with you? You should be excited. That is going to be a hell want, of a game. I want them to play Pittsburgh. Why do you want them to play Pittsburgh, Matt? Because they can beat Pittsburgh easily. So you're saying that no matter what, when they play against Buffalo, you're choosing Buffalo? No, I'm not choosing Buffalo. You're not going to choose Buffalo? I'm going to enjoy the game. Who are you going to choose? I'm choosing Houston. You're going to choose Houston? Yeah, I'm going to choose Houston. <laughs> what do you think a score would be for that game? Uh, Like... 2016 Houston. 2016 Houston. Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard on the heart, but this shouldn't be that well, hard. Well, also, also, it's been great for me, though. It's like watching the Texans play. I really started, I really enjoyed the Titans this year because they throw the ball any down. They run a lot of play action. They throw the ball downfield. They throw to run. Um, they do all these things I've been wanting Houston to do, but they're doing it, and they've had a real great resurgence with Tan Hill in the offense. Then we get Houston Tampa, which is spectacular and beautiful. But it's kind of a bummer that Mike Evans is hurt and Chris Goblin are hurt, and also it's supposed to be a monsoon and may flood in Tampa tomorrow too. And then after that, we get Josh Allen in the first round. In the second round, they probably play Baltimore. So it's like I get to watch Houston play my four or five other favorite teams. So it's fun. It's good. So I don't think you're going to be picking Houston against what team are do you think that they would be able to beat in the playoffs, Matt? Houston, Pittsburgh, or is Pittsburgh going to make playoffs? Maybe unless uh, Tannehill can catch them. So the Steelers play the Jets. This what weekend. What are the records here? Because I know it's, uh, Steelers are eight and six. Is that what Tennessee is? Yeah. Okay. So what does Tennessee need to happen? And who are Steelers remaining to? The Steelers play the Jets. And then oh they play God. the Ravens with nothing to play for. That's true. And then true. the Titans play the Saints. And they play Houston, who may who will probably have something to play for. I knew the Tennessee. Damn. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So that's Tennessee, what we got. Ryan the Cannon's not going to do it. I was expecting them to beat Houston, but damn, that was a hell of a game. So I didn't, I didn't even care. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Why? That was a fun game. It was Not a lot of fun. Buffalo versus Pittsburgh. I'm, who said it was fun? I don't know. You, you're I, acting I was, like with a smile on your face every five seconds whenever you say Josh Allen. I was just glad they only, he only turned the ball over once because Cole Beasley dropped a pass. Like that's all he had to do that game was not turn the ball he over. He had like 126 that's yards. That's fine. All he had to do is not turn the ball over. He had 126 more yards it's fine. Than he had I three less turnovers count. than Hodges. That's all that mattered that game. <laughs> that's really all that mattered. Yeah, fourth. Interceptions. Yeah, that's all that matters. Drew Davis White's so good, too. Poor Hodge. Nah, he's in a good spot. Hey, good for him. He's not in that good of a he's spot. He's better than Mason Rudolph. I'm glad we don't have to watch Mason Rudolph anymore. Well, that's true, too. He should go play lacrosse or something. He doesn't look he like a football player. He should go work for player. his dad at Bear Stearns. He looks he's like, so whiny. He looks like the guy from like he's the big goober. short. The he's guy who works in the bank. That's just a straight-up douchebag. He's a goober. Yeah. He's those like, big, like... I bet he used to be a fat kid. He has big rosy cheeks. That's mean. Yeah. Um, so we have your question for tonight. Okay. One of two. Okay. Which of the two bakers makes the most delicious turnovers? Oh. And there's only two bakers in the NFL. We have Buddha Baker in Arizona and Baker Mayfield. Isn't Buddha? Is he the cakes guy? No, he's a safety for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, no, no. Does he make the cakes? I thought there were 
No, was that was Brian Arakpone. He retired to make cupcakes. Oh, see, I thought, dang. Well, in that case, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's third in interceptions thrown. Yeah. I, you no, he's like, second. He passed Philip Rivers. He's second. He passed Philip? Winston has 24. And he's your he's your MVP. No, he's in one of the... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> you can't even... So, for, he's not my... Lamar's I hate the, you no, so Russell much. Russell Wilson's the MVP. Lamar's the offensive player of the year. How do you year. have any friends? Look at these two things right here. Uh, so, tomorrow, we have a Saturday triple header. Houston, Tampa Bay at 12. Buffalo, New England at 3. Los Angeles Rams at San Francisco at 7. Beautiful. Great day. It's nice. And then, on Sunday, New Orleans, Tennessee. Uh... Pfft. Cincinnati, Miami. That's, the number not, one, that's for the number we're one not, pick. We're not doing that. I'm going to watch that game. It's for the number one pick. And then we also have Pittsburgh, the Jets. I think the Jets could pull it off. And then at 3 o'clock, we have Dallas, Philadelphia, of course. Sunday nights, Kansas City, Chicago. Monday nights, Green Bay, Minnesota. And lastly, for picks, I went 1-3. and three, You went 0-4. Because I picked Buffalo. You picked Hot Pittsburgh. Hot fire. Yeah. Hot fire on this one. Well, we had the same by picks, the way, but that by was the way, one thing that was different. How the F? And my it's Dallas Cowboys, not the late game. They didn't. Well, they Kansas fought, City no, versus Fo- Chicago. Fox blocked them from switching it. Oh, really? Yeah, they say you're not taking this. Oh, because it's division and yeah. it'll easily be the most watched game of the season. Yeah. Oh, really? That's kind of. I wish uh, they made New Orleans Tennessee the night game, but yeah, you could switch that even. But man, Kansas City Chicago. What the hell is Chicago playing for? Uh, brag- bragging rights. Bragging rights. That's good. <laughs> and so I'm 28 and 27. You're 27 and 27. <laughs> it's fun. Wait, 28 and 27, 27, 27. I'm missing a game. Yeah, you're. I'm one game up on you. Well, how? How do you have more games predicted than me? I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll figure it out later. Either I'm way, we both agree. You. You're up one. Yeah, yeah. You're up one. Yeah. I'm up one. Um, so the first game we're going to talk about is Houston at Tampa Bay. The Texans are three-point favorites. Now, that seems low, I guess. And the problem here for Tampa Bay is that, well, the good thing for Tampa Bay is Houston's a really bad pass defense. They're 26 in pass defense DVOA. They're okay against the deep pass, but they're bad against the short pass. But Tampa Bay is without Chris Godwin, who's on IR. Scotty Miller, you know, one of your favorite players. I love Scotty Miller. He's like they're like there's slot receiver who doesn't get the ball very much. Yeah, I've and, never heard him play. And then Mike Evans, of course, hurt his hamstring and yeah. made everybody in fantasy football very mad. But I think just you. No, a lot of people. I, I really heard a lot. Yeah, of I don't people. think you can name me two. So even though that's going on in Tampa, they got OJ Howard, who's been better lately. Oh really? Is he caught more than three passes? Yeah, he has. He's been better lately. A game. Cameron Bright. Dare. Olawali, who's like their fullback running back. He's what, a pretty good pass catcher. What did you call me? Dare Olawali. <laughs> Justin Watson and Brashad Perriman. So we had a question from at Stroh's fan you know, and he asked, who's the player that's going to make... <sighs> I don't know. Oh, my God. I you can't even get the I question can't read right? My handwriting. What does it say? He asked him along the lines of, which player is going to become famous playing Houston this weekend? And the answer, I think, has to be Justin Watson. Because he's like six foot three, he's tall, he's from Pennsylvania, he's gonna jump over people maybe. He's like, I don't know. Imagine if you have like one drop of blood in like the ocean, 
I, I he's like that version of Mike Evans. Like he's as watered down as you can possibly be version of it. Where he's like he's tall and he jumps high and he can play a little bit of sand volleyball. What? But it's nowhere near the same level of player. Blood drop in the ocean. I'm just trying to make a metaphor for being very watered down. Why don't you just say that he's just like a bottle of Ozarka? <laughs> no, because that's already water. You're not. Okay. Wa- you have to okay. water, pour it on some of the water down. What if I just got done playing outside? I'm so hot and sweaty. I need a bottle of Ozarka. They no, it's nothing. It's watered down. No, it's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like I have like this 13 percent craft beer, and then I I don't know. By the way. So since this whole weather thing you told me, my entire view of this game has changed. James and them aren't going to do anything. If this is it going to be that bad of a monsoon? It's supposed to. It could flood. Well, really? Then who's going to be able to break out? Is Barber? Barber is going to break well, out. Well, Ronald Jones is the one who runs. Barber's uh, not good. It's all about Jones. By the way, I don't think either one of them. Is Jones is good. okay. I don't think Jones is that good. I'm not saying he's good. He's okay. He's better than Barber though. Yeah, I don't think I don't. Barber's bad. Well, <laughs> I don't the, think so the thing about this game though is Tampa Bay's thirtieth in rushing attempts. Exactly and the, my point. And the Buccaneers have the best run defense in football this year. So yeah, Houston go ahead and run it. And the Bucks are like, we're not gonna run anymore. They tried to run the first two weeks of the season and it didn't work out at all. But I'm gonna pick my breakout as that only because what else? If it's a monsoon, that's they're gonna have to just keep running with them all day long. They if it's not a monsoon, then Jameis is gonna just be care. chunking the ball. He, yeah, he doesn't care. I don't know why you're saying this with a smile on your face. This he doesn't had, mean that he's good. He had a broken you know thumb, that, right? He had a broken thumb. He doesn't care. He's still throwing. You the ball know that him field. throwing in monsoon weather okay. and turning the ball over doesn't mean he's good. He's the funnest quarterback in the league. That doesn't no. Tannehill so you, is more fun than him. No, nah, Jameis is more fun because no. Jameis has the highest highs. Oh, wait, and that's the a good poll lows. right there. He has the highest highs and lowest lows. So you know no. what the Jameis Winston triple crown is? You, He's leading the league in touchdowns, interceptions, and sacks. He's three behind Lamar Jackson for touchdowns. He's like six up on Baker Mayfield for interceptions. Last week against the Browns, Kyle Murray was sacked zero times. Kyle Allen got benched for Will Greer. And so he's three behind Murray and sacks taken, two behind Allen. So he's going to pass Allen up, and he's three behind Murray. And the Cardinals are playing the other NFC West team. They're playing Seattle this weekend. So maybe maybe he can get by without another sack, but that's what we're rooting for also this game. Cause, you know, like, I'm not rooting for Winston that. Winston has these enormous highs and these really low lows, and it's hilarious. Like Against Indianapolis, he threw two interceptions to linebacker on slant routes. He threw an interception like his third pass against the Lions on a slap route <laughs> where the linebacker's just sitting right in front of the ball. It was hilarious and beautiful. But yeah, I mean, he's the funnest quarterback in the league. But also, you know, all this talk about Jameis being bad. So he's 25 years old. Oh, God. He's thrown 4,573 yards just leading the NFL. He's thrown 30 touchdowns to 24 interceptions. He's averaging 8.3 yards in attempts. Peyton Manning, age 25. Are you ready for it? <laughs> no, don't do this. 4,200 yards less than Jameis. 27 touchdowns to 19 interceptions. No, that's 26 at 25. 4,131 yards. 26 touchdowns to 23 interceptions. Yards in attempt of 7.6. He became a pro bowler the following year. So, you know, he's young. He needs a little bit more time. He At least he, like, throws the ball downfield. And if he can ever throw, like, 12 interceptions in a season, he'd be spectacular. Matt, that's never going to happen. Though. It could. That would never be able to happen. You're wanting him to cut the interceptions in half. He's thrown 11. Actually, you're wanting him to cut it in two-thirds. No, I'm saying half. He's thrown 24 this year. 
He still has a couple more games left. His interception totals over his career, 15, 18, 11, (laughs) 14, 24. Uh, The year he threw 11 was in 13 games. So you're saying the greatest season ever that's comparable to Peyton Manning is going to be able to have the leader in interceptions? Was Peyton Manning leader of interceptions that season? And by the way, what are they ranked on passing offense? Are they number one as far as attempts? I per game. Yeah, they are. He's throwing right. the most passes. So what's uh what was Peyton Manning during that point? His pass attempts. Was he ranked in number one as well, or he, was he just in the top mid? No, he threw five forty seven, so he was around the top. Uh, I think I need a better stat than that because I'm going to say he's around the mid, which brings me to my point here. All he's doing is just throwing the ball and chunking it over no, and over and over. No, no, no. Yes, he is. No, like, but also, like, a lot of these interceptions are weird too, where he's getting sacked and he just throws the ball in the air. Yeah, because he doesn't care. No, but it's like they're like it's, it's like a bad screen pass, for example, or it goes off his receiver's hands and he gets intercepted. Of course, like he's had bad luck. I think I'm gonna okay. go back and watch every interception in the year and write about it. That sounds like a terrible it's idea. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It but I like guess depressing. like the point is too. It's gonna be like yeah, a lot of these interceptions though really aren't his fault and what's what the ultimate excuse for james winston he's a lot of fun and this like tampa bay things worked out even better than i thought it was going to this year and they have to franchise tag him and it's be exciting to have another year of this next year because the problem with the bucks is that they don't have any cornerbacks like they don't even like covering somebody's optional there's not a team that allows more free wide receivers than tampa bay and again against houston this week it's like yeah, they blitz a lot. Houston has problems picking up the blitz, and Tennessee didn't blitz against them at all. So, Tampa Bay could create a pass rush. If Houston tries to establish the run, they're going to fail miserably. But as long as they throw the ball downfield like four times and not throw an interception off of it, Will Fuller and Hopkins are going to get open downfield. Kenny Stills is going to get open downfield. And so, like, hopefully this game becomes like a 35-31 to 31 shootout because it very well could be. You sound like me defending Aquaman, how you talk about Jameis Winston. It's like me trying to convince people that Aquaman is a really good movie and everybody's just looking at me saying, I haven't seen that. I don't want to watch that crap. And I'm just trying to convince him that it's a really good movie, but nobody gives a damn. And guess what? It made over a billion dollars. It had all the numbers, Matt, but still nobody gave a damn because they just didn't believe it was that good. That's where I'm at with Jameis. All the numbers, everything, it doesn't matter. It's just, he's not good. And it's because he's just end up losing and nobody cares. They're seven and seven. Are they going to make the playoffs? Though? No, they're not going to make the playoffs. So then what are we doing? The NFC's tough. And now you have another season and another year of you just, what, franchise tagging him? Yeah, I mean, they have to. So, like, you're just stuck with this Jameis no, cycle. No, like, stuck is, like, where you have, like, are they considering being stuck at quarterback as Los Angeles, where they're paying Goff $36 million next year, and they don't have any first-round picks? That's being stuck if where you have you, a guy who's like the 24th best quarterback rather than somebody who's been, you know, the 14th best quarterback. We are going to bet pink slips, meaning vehicles like Fast and Furious style. And this is if you do not pick Tampa Bay to make a wild card or make the playoffs next year, you are giving me your pink slip to your vehicle. Because you are this confident where you're saying they're good. Depends, so that means that next year when they're healthy. It depends, and James, it's not a health thing. It's a schedule thing this year. Okay. okay. Well, so, let's see their schedule so next, next year. Let's see their schedule is. Let's see what they do this offseason. Okay. Also, they've lost four games by one score this year. Okay, yeah. So you would be confident in them to win the playoffs next year. Again, I or don't make know the what, playoffs I don't next know year. what they're going to do this All I'm saying is make it. 
I don't know. That don't there's be a, a coward. Lot of time to say. Dude, if you back off on this again. It's a lot of time to say. A lot dude, of time to say. You're going to back off again. No, I mean, like, this year's gone very well for them. You picked them in three games. They're a lot yeah. better than three games. Well, you know what? They were better than your pick, too. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They're, this is but you know what? I wasn't building them up, either. Too. No, so they're going to be a lot of fun. I didn't back off my pick, either. I stood next they've to been it. A lot of fun. Unlike some people I know, you're gonna have backing lot, off. You're gonna have a lot of fun watching. Oh, them I'm tomorrow. on the bandwagon. I'm driving the boat, and then I'm gonna jump off the boat so no, nobody I'm knows s- I'm really no, on the boat. No, you know no. what? That's not what you did. You know what you did? You drove by a other boat and you ducked. No. So that nobody would see you inside of that boat, and now you want to show your face because now no. they're 500. This, yeah. None of this is what happened all whatsoever. I my said way. they were going to be fun this you year. You have your metaphors. Gonna, I have my metaphors. Not, that's not what happened. I said they were going to be fun. They were a lot of fun. I said they are going to miss the playoffs because the schedule's tough. They missed the playoff and the schedule's tough. But they're better than I thought they were going to be as a team. Um, I didn't think they were going to have the best run defense in football. And Sue and Vea and David and Wyatt were going to be unbelievable. Better pick them next year. I don't know. We'll see what the schedule's like. So the last thing I want to say here about the Bucks. Again, their second blitz rate, Houston has problems picking up the blitz. The one problem I think for Houston, if they can actually throw the ball in the rain, is Jacob Martin's out, and Martin have a good game running around their slower offensive tackles that Tampa Bay has. So, I don't know. It sucks if it rains a lot. because no, te- every I'm disappointed. Every time each, either team runs the ball, that's an affront to God. Oh, God. They should not. Neither team should run the ball once. I actually agree. If it turns into a running game, it's gonna be so ugly. I'm gonna be so. It's just like sweat. That's why Barber's my breakout man. <laughs> I would actually love it though if it's like a monsoon and Tampa Bay just keeps throwing the ball over and over again. Jim say, like, "Yeah, I'll do it." <laughs> I hope they're wearing like their orange jerseys. And if he jerseys. throws three interceptions and s- or. Six interceptions, three touchdowns. You'll be like, look at Jameis go. That's a great game. Look I mean, at what? Well, actually, I mean, the best game he's ever had, though, or the most Jameis game he ever had was last week against, not last week, but the week against Indy. He threw four touchdowns, including a game-winning touchdown with, like, 30 seconds left. Three interceptions. One was a pick six, which is important. I think he was sacked twice, and he threw for 457 yards. And it was the most Jameis game of all time. Who would you rather draft, Jameis or Josh Allen? What do you mean? I want you to pick a quarterback right now on your team. Who do you want? Uh, I mean, Jameis. He's more fun. <gasps> Take off your shirt. Yeah. You but cheating like, SOB. Like, Jameis is the most fun quarterback to watch, but Allen's my favorite. Oh. Depends on what we're trying to do here. You're it depends on my on my defense, too. Ooh. So, what's your pick for this game? So, for this game. And Houston's three-point favorites. Well, that's okay. Before we go on, and I'm sorry, I'm going to bring this up for you because this is what I have a hard time with your team. I want to pick your team, but they're coming off of a big win. Is this the game that they kind of just slip up and they just don't give a damn about? Like the Denver Bronco game? I want your opinion. Is that what you think or no? Before I say my pick, I just want to yes or no. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> okay. So for an eight, I've all I've, all I've wanted because I've always like gotten this wrong. The last like seven years is an AFC South championship. You want them to lose for that to happen. Houston has to lose to Tampa. Oh. Then Tennessee has to beat New Orleans. Then we get Week 17 in Houston, and that's the only thing I really want. And like that's all I care about. So you're just being selfish. Yeah, I'm being entirely selfish. All right, I'm picking your team then, even though I don't like the monsoon weather. I'm still gonna pick Houston. 23, Tampa, 20. And that's only because of Monsoon. Otherwise, I'd pick higher score. If it's good weather, you can double the score for me. If it's orange juice weather? <laughs> and 
Oh, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> That's what I would say. This game, I mean, this game should have been unbelievable. And like Houston's had kind of like a weird string of injury luck where, or not injury luck, but like schedule luck where it's like, yeah, they just play all these really great offenses. And then Antonio Brown never played for Oakland. Atlanta, off, Atlanta's offense is bad against them. Uh, the Chargers' offense is bad. The Patriots' offense is bad. Patrick Mahomes' ankles all twisted up. And then they get Tampa Bay and there's no Evans or Godwin. It's like, hey, watch out. Watch out now. Here comes Justin Watson. So I have Houston winning 31-27. Still high scoring? Yeah, I think it's still going to be kind of high scoring. I think Winston's still going to throw the ball in the rain. I think I think Arians doesn't care. They're going to throw the ball downfield still. I just don't think it's going to work, though. That's fine. I mean, well, I agree that they and, could be throwing. The I just don't think it's going to work. Too, like, they don't have to really throw the ball downfield against Houston. They can throw a bunch of short crossing routes and have success because that's the worst part of Houston's defense is defending the short pass. I hope it's clear sunny day because otherwise I am picking 46-40. That'd be a lot. I hope it's clear and sunny also in Florida. Yeah, I'd say 46-40. Yeah. So the next game we have here, Buffalo at New England. The Patriots are six and a half point favorites at home. What the hell? Yeah. Go to We're betting right now. Do you have a guy? I don't Make have a, a phone guy. call right now. Do you have your website? I don't have a website. Dude, we're betting $1,000. Chill, bro. bro, chill, 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 chill. We're betting $1,000. So the last time these two teams played, New England won 16-10. Josh Allen got hurt by an illegal, dirty, disastrous, terrible, awful, wretched, despicable hit. And Matt Bar- Barkley okay. came in. And Josh Allen had him exactly where he wanted him to. So Barkley comes in for the game-winning drive. He gets hit as he's throwing, throws a, a big duck interception. The Patriots win. And that was the game, too, where Buffalo had a, a red zone t- interception of Brady. Uh, I think they threw a red zone interception of their own, too. It was a very close, like back and forth affair at home in Buffalo. And here's the, here's the problem for New England this game: their run offense isn't very good, and that's how you beat Buffalo. Is you just control the ball, you run the ball all over them, and the Patriots can't do that. And so again, just like last week against Pittsburgh, the entire point of this game for Josh Allen is not to turn the ball over. Um, last week I brought up all the numbers of Pittsburgh, where they're the best team in the league at, or they're the second best team in the league at forcing turnovers, scoring off of turnovers, creating short fields for their offense. The best in the league at all those numbers is the New England Patriots. And so like, as long as Buffalo doesn't turn this ball over, they have the better, mm, I think the better rushing attack. They have a similar level of defense. And like, that's just like the key to this game, I think, is as long as they don't turn the ball over, I think they can win this game. Really? Yeah. Well, that's what you're really saying right now. Yeah, 100%. Okay. New England's crap. New England's awful. I don't know what the hell you're even talking about. Six and a half points, favorites. I wish I wasn't a little bit sarcastic of this, saying bet $1,000, but we can bet $10,000. New England looked awful against Cincinnati. This offense is so gross to watch that if their defense doesn't have turnovers, then they are screwed. Their offense can't put up anything. How many turnovers do you think Allen has this game? One. How is he going to do it? A fumble pass. or tipped pass. I, I will give you. I think tip pass. That the one thing against Pittsburgh was off Cole Beasley's little fingers. The only thing is, I mean, have you heard like Edelman's banged up and all that? Yeah. And finally, just like you said, Michelle Burkhead finally got a breakthrough. James White played a decent game. It's just watching New England's offense is so gross. And Tom has no time in the pocket. There's just nothing that works for this offense. They almost lost to Cincinnati. <laughs> they they almost lost. As whatever the score could say, whatever. They played so horrible. It was just disgusting. 
And that Gilmore defense, had pick six though, changed that game around. Yeah, it, but even when it comes to special teams, like everything just happened because special teams got a turnover on a punt. It just everything worked that didn't have anything to do with the offense. Yeah, I mean they're like the 2015 Broncos, where they yeah. have an all-time great defense right now, and then it's like Cam Brady make three throws, and so far he hasn't even made one throw really at all. And I would say it looks a lot like Chicago last year as well. Where Brady does look like a Mitch Trubisky, sadly enough, where it's just throwing to my little running back, hoping he can get some yards, yeah, and then trying to hit. Because Colin was their best receiver and wise yeah. permission best receiver, best receiver this year. Whenever Edelman's hurt, like he is, and Nikhil Harry's finally showing up, so you have that at least. No, it's uh, Nikhil. Nikhil. Yeah, it's not Keneal. Oh no, I said Nikhil. Yeah, yeah, I said Nikhil. No, I'm just saying it for myself because oh. I always call him Keneal. I gotta keep saying that so I know. I finally found Keneal. out how to spell Buccaneer. B U C C A N E E R. Is two C's. Is this real? Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean it's two C's? Yeah. Of course it's two C's. Maybe it's one C. It's two C's. Buccaneer. Yeah, it's two C's. I always thought it was one C. I don't know. Okay, I don't, what is your problem? Either way, though, let's go back to this because I'm just going to – I don't want to pick your boy here. I don't like your boy because against Pittsburgh, let's be honest with you, that was all Buffalo's defense. Josh Allen had nothing not, to do I'm with that. Saying, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm saying the fact that all he had to do was not turn the ball I, over, and he I, didn't. All and I he know didn't. is every single time I say something about Josh Allen or Jameis, you're jumping down my throat here. I don't like this. There's a lot of hostility coming from over there. Yeah, it's, been, it's been a little angry right now. Yeah. Either way, it's because Josh Allen, he looks to run before he, he throws. No, he doesn't. So at all. this is why he so this just. So that's the problem is you can't say that because it's what? not true. Dude. He sits in the pocket. All he did against Dallas was win from the pocket against them. No, all he did was look like Lamar no. Jackson against Dallas, not which is what whatsoever. Mitch Trubisky looked like against us, too. No matter what happens. Hey, we're not talking about Dallas, man. Can we please jump back on the topic, which is going back to Josh Allen? He didn't do anything last game. I'm glad that you're impressed by him. This well, the he reason threw, wh- wait, he threw one deep pass to John Brown. That okay. was important. He All threw right. a touchdown pass to Croft. This is what we're that doing. That was important. He had a rushing That's touchdown. That was important. That's what we're doing. And he had one turnover. That was important. So he did like, and he broke multiple sacks. He tried stiff arm Cam Hayward, which is hilarious. It didn't work, but he picked up six yards. He did everything he needed to do to win that game. He didn't do nothing. No. He did like six very important he things. Need, he did everything he needed to do not to screw up that game. Because otherwise it was the defense that did everything. All I know is, come on. I'm excited for this game just to see if Buffalo can get over that hump finally. Because I agree with you that last time, if Josh Allen wouldn't have gone out, then New England would have lost the game. And this is kind of what I'm excited for because was Singletary playing a lot no, back that then? Was the yeah, other thing I to bring up too. Now so, with Frank Gore out of the starting lineup and Singletary is, and like their run offense is a lot better, and it's like dynamic. They can actually pick up 15, 20 yards. Like last week, they had 130 yards rushing against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a top three run defense, and, and New England like Singletary struggles. had some like any. I think Singletary even fumbled twice that game too, and they keep him in the game too. They don't bench him. They allow him to stay out there. And he had, like, big runs of 15-plus yards against him as well. And, like, I mean, the Patriots have a great run defense, but there's a actual potential to break something with um, with Singletary out there compared to Frank Gore. And that's where I'm kind of excited for as well because the one thing New England hasn't been able to stop is the run. Joe Mixon ran all over this team. 
It's it's pretty disgusting watching New they England have a good all run around. Defense. Yeah, but Mason ran. What are you talking? They no. have a good run defense. We've been through this. They have a good one. What has been the one thing that can st- like can get a hold, get yards on this defense? It has been the running back with each of the teams. I, we've been through all this before. New England's with, a good run defense. With Baltimore, with Chubb, even with Dallas. It's even with just last game with Mixon. It's just been a common thing. I'm sorry that I can bring up something that you can't. But it's actually been something I've been saying to you this entire time. Yeah, I still think it's okay. It's not that good. I, I think it's good. It's okay. It's, <laughs> it's like, like a bend it, it's like don't if, break. If the tail is this. Like I'm like here and you're like here. I think it's good. You think it's not good. It's because you're. I'm like a nub, and you're like a long tail. No, like it's a t- it's a d- normal distribution. I don't and I'm know like what the here, normal distribution. I don't like know what we're here. doing with the tail thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's an important part of this game, though too. That Singletary is playing instead. You you know their splits for yards of carry. Go ahead. So Frank Gore was averaging three point six yards of carry. Singletary is at five point four yards of carry. And Singletary has about 200, he has 206 more yards, not 206 more yards. He has 156 more yards rushing on 24 less carries. So he's much more efficient. He's a better running back than Gore is. No, it sounds like Frank Gore should be put back in the game. He shouldn't be a Hall of Famer <laughs> either. You, and by the way, I agree. I would say that you're overreacting about that, but man. He's he's he didn't get hurt. What are we talking about? We're talking about longevity. Now. Yeah, we're not talking about anything. We're talking about longevity. Yeah, is it stats if it's the longevity? Hall of longevity? Exactly, exactly. Get out of here. God. Um, yeah, New Hall England's of just uninjured. New England's injuries, like you mentioned, Jones is out for New England. Questionable is Juwan Bentley, Jamie Collins, Julian Edelman, one of the McCourty brothers. I think it's Devin. And Buffalo doesn't have any injuries. Uh, Ty Nishecki is out, but he's like their third. He's their third offensive tackle. So if Cody Forward's getting beat a lot on the outside, they put him in to help pass block. And before it's been a really good run blocker, they're at the right tackle position. So it should be fun, though. Uh, this is two of the five best defenses out there. The Patriots have like an all-time great pass defense at the moment, but they can't run the ball very well, and that's how you beat Buffalo. And so I'm going Buffalo 20, New England 16. I have Buffalo 25. I have New England 22. That's a lot of points. Who's scoring these points? It's more like I actually think Buffalo's going to be able to put up that many points with their defense getting turnovers, and then New England's going to have to play catch up. Yeah. I just, I don't think it's going to be close. I, I don't like New England. I really don't like them. And as much as you go, oh, it's New England, just wait, this, this, it's not happening at all. And you could put me on record for this. I don't care. But Houston or Tennessee, like what I was telling you earlier, maybe I didn't say it on the show, but well, that showed me for last game how much fun both teams were, that both teams are just so much better than New England. Mm-hmm. They just look so much better than that team. I think if they had Gronkowski still, they could do that 2015 Denver thing. You could do something but else, without, I agree. But without Gronk, like Brady doesn't have somebody he can make those three throws to. If he had Kittle, okay, then yeah. yeah I don't like this idea that Kittle's better than Gronk. He's not. It's not even close either. Okay. 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 Yes. I'm going to say yes, Kittle is only on the field. I can rely on Kittle, it seems, already more than I could on Gronk. All around player, you got it. 
You get Gronk, talent-wise, everything just better he caught, when he's on the field. He caught, well, yeah, I mean, like, That's if he including mean. injuries, but, like, on the field, yeah, Gronk's 100%. Yeah. He's so much better. Yeah, on the it's field, It's just a yeah. stupid pro football fo- focus that came out. Like, Kittle's actually the best tight end because our grades say he's 93.7. What? And, yeah, it's stupid. Okay. Well, we're not, it's dumb. Um, so, the Sunday night game, we have San Francisco, or Los Angeles going to San Francisco. The 49ers are six-and-a-half-point favorites. So these two teams play once earlier in the year. I believe is week five. Los Angeles on third and fourth down. They went 0 for 13. And Jared Goff was just like a stain across the field. Their pass rush was overwhelming. He just like closed his eyes and threw the ball downfield. Like everything you say about Jameis throwing the ball downfield with his eyes closed, that's Goff, but the difference is that Winston actually isn't a coward and stays strong in the pocket and uh, can make some things happen. I like Goff. But I don't like Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying like, the like the worst version of Winston, I think, can be golf at sometimes. Where like he doesn't Maybe. think about anything, he doesn't look, he just heaps stuff up, and uh, nothing really happens at all. So one of the numbers I want to look at in this game is like is with Jared Goff throwing the ball a lot. So in losses, he averages forty five attempts a game. In wins, he averages thirty three point one two five attempts a game. In losses, these are his passing attempts: sixty eight, forty nine, twenty four. 41, 37, 51. Um, the best was against Chicago. He threw 18 passes in that like 10-point win that they had. <laughs> so it's like they win in spite of him. They're going to pay him $36 million next year. They don't have a first-round pick until I think 2021. They're all in on this team in the stadium. And like, you know, they're two games above 500. Uh, they were able to flip things around against some bad teams some, but it's still like a – they're in like a disastrous situation at the moment. Okay. I have a really interesting theory here, and I mentioned it last week. I don't know if you picked up on it. What's with Brandon Cooks? I mean, he has concussions. Is that what it is? Yeah, because he's had like six. He is not okay, and that's the one contract where it's like they don't use him. They don't do anything with him. Even when he's on the field, he gets hit, and then he's done for the game. Mm-hmm. He is the one where I kind of feel bad for because golf's barely even looking his way. And the only thing Goff is and the entire Rams offense is wanting to do is, oh, let's go to Higgins. Hey, Higgins. It's hey, Higgins. It's Higby. Oh, is it Higby? Yeah. Sorry. Higby. And Woods hey, is Hey, you bad. got a screen bass? Woods is good. Higby. I like that's, Robert Woods a lot. That's all it is. I like Robert Woods. I like Cooper Cup a lot, too. Oh, yeah. I just Cup is great, too. I, I don't know what it is, but they look terrible against Dallas. And it was easily just... That interception he threw to Jalen Smith and Sean Lee at the same time was one of the worst throws I've ever seen. Like, at the end of the half, you're down by 10 points, and then make that attempt. I mean, it was it was worse than Jameis has done this year. And I also, whenever you go for it on fourth down and you don't pick up the fourth down, you're essentially done, especially when that team is just able to drive down the field and just score. It just hurts these teams whenever they're not just going for the points just to get a little momentum going. It's, I don't know. What I do mean, you you're trying to win the game. I got you, but what do you think of that overall? Yeah. Where it's just being able to put points up on the game versus you going for it on a fourth and three, fourth and four, and not picking it up. I mean, I think it's it really depends on your kicker. One, it depends on the score and who you're playing against, and then also if you're like it's better to go for it on fourth and two than kick a fifty-six yard field goal. I guess you I know? just I would rather go for it, especially if you're the Rams and you honestly have a great kicker, but. Oh, well. Either way, 
Los Angeles Rams have not been looking good uh, as far as last game and as far as the weeks prior to what two weeks ago. What when was their win streak? What was well, it? Three? You no, know, they they were like they were kind of sandwiched. They lost to Pittsburgh where they scored seven points. They beat Seattle was the thing. So what was your winning stretch that they were going into? Because I thought it was two games and then it was Dallas that they played against. Well, they beat Seattle. Mm-hmm. I think they. Was it Chicago or somebody? Yeah, they beat Chicago and Seattle. Okay. Yeah, it was either way. They were going in on a win streak where everybody thought they turned the corner, which I even told you last week. It was just running a whole bunch of screens, getting Todd Gurley the ball. But the moment Todd Gurley wasn't able to break any type of runs, because what do you have twenty yards against Dallas? It just this is what the well, Rams when, have. I mean, looked whenever like. you're down, you throw the ball a bunch. No, well, no, I, I get. But so they beat Chicago. They got their teeth kicked in by Baltimore. They beat Arizona. They beat Seattle. And they lost to Dallas. Because they still had two drives when it was zero zero. Yeah, I mean they just got beat. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's just this has kind of been the team all year, and it was only the past few weeks where people thought yeah, where they actually gave the ball to Gurley and let them do things. Well, and like their interior yeah. offensive lines all screwed up. Like we talked about here, and I've wrote about a lot this year is that they replaced their entire interior, and then after week twelve they replaced the replacements, and like some of those guys have worked. Um, that right tackle from Oklahoma, who, who's been pretty good. I still don't like the Andrews guy all that much. Austin Corbett kind of sucks, but Brian Andrews, like a guard, a t- a s- their starting center, who's like 6'1, 275 pounds. It was kind of fun to watch. But their run offense. So last year, they averaged 4.9 yards a carry, which is third. They were first in DVOA at 21.3%. This is an all time great rushing offense. This year, they're averaging 3.8 yards a carry, which is 25th. Their rush offense DVOA is negative 7.3%, which is 21st. And offense is more stable than defenses, but it's been like an entire calamity for their run offense this year. And they needed Goff to be able to you know, win from the pocket, be more of a spread out vertical quarterback, and he hasn't been able to do it all whatsoever. Or like he's like, he's it's like a Garoppolo thing where it's like, yeah, can he make three throws? But they've needed him to do more than that, and he hasn't been able to do that. And he hasn't even been able to do the make three throws part of it. So I had three teams where it was interesting because I felt like they were trying to turn their quarterbacks into something that they weren't. And they've all three struggled this year where they shouldn't. It's Dallas, Los Angeles, Chicago. Why do you say Dallas? I say Dallas because you're turning Dak more into a passer than you being able to focus on the run. Yeah, but I think you should. He's, I, been, he's been spectacular this year. What is my record? Yeah, but I mean, I like... Mean, we're not we'll talking talk, Dallas yet. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. get into that. But and then even the Trubisky thing, like... They're just they, they went away the, from the Tariq they, Cohen passes though. Well, is my point where but, they went against your whole but, game strategy that like won you the game. Teams catch all that sort of thing though. What are you talking about? They won the past couple of weeks because they were they went back to that. I don't know. It's, I think same thing with the Rams where you and I spoke. Where all of a sudden they went back to last year and then they started winning those games. It's these teams went into this season changing their entire offenses where. All three teams were supposedly going to get better and take the next step. I mean, I think the bigger problem with the Cohen thing was that they tried him in a running back. Not that they, they stopped throwing the ball so much. His teams catch up on that. Yeah, they, throw they were him. doing they a better job. And yeah, but like his passing numbers, even on per play basis, were very good this year. The like Co- Cohen's, per- Cohen's been worse this year as a receiver than he was last year. They didn't throw the ball, though, as much. I know, much. but I'm saying even on a per play basis, it's not as good. It's not mm. nearly as good. And then I think the bigger problem that Chicago had, up. though, is they run so many stupid plays where it's like it's well, fourth and one and they're trying to run an option yeah. to the short side of the field. And then the second thing is that they try to put more in the pocket than he should be and, and not let Trubisky throw more in the open field and get him out in space and use him more as a runner. 
But the Cohen thing, I don't think, is is as big of a deal. Either way, I just um, felt like my point was just the changing I, of the styles. And I guess the Rams thing, though, is they tried that against Carolina. It didn't work. They, they went to the run, Dude, and then it they worked. They tried to but then the problem is that like something else. Yeah, and they stopped immediately. Yes. And they ended up being Carolina. But then their entire interior got hurt, and it wasn't that good to begin with. And Gurley was hurt. And I don't even know what was up with Gurley if he was hurt. They were saving for the postseason. Who knows what happened there exactly, but it didn't work out, and their entire team's a mess. What's funny about them, though, is like their run defense was great, and they played Dallas, and Dallas's offensive line just absolutely obliterated them. Which makes no sense to me still. Yeah, and like looking at the numbers, it was like, well, Aaron Donald's most double-team defensive tackle in the league. He leads the league in tackles for a loss. I think he had two against Dallas. And Michael Brockers had like 63 run tackles, so he's just winning one versus one blocks. And he wasn't doing anything all on the backside. They were abusing their nose guard as well. And then they were starting this guy like Reader from the University of Delaware as a rooker, as a rookie. And he was awful. Like they were just completely like just killing him the second level and he can make any tackles at all either. Um, so yeah. Like I picked and I picked Los Angeles last week because Dallas had me by over five hundred. I was like, let's see him do it. And they did it. And that was good for them. But Anything else in this game you want to talk about? No, because we already went on about how Jimmy G's overrated at the beginning, too. I mean, I think he's about the same we're talking about all year. No, you... No. Like, there's no, like... Again, we're, I'm not having this... Ar- I don't want to have this no, argument No, I know, again. but I'll put the it point this way. He's Mitch nope. Trubisky for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Okay, I think you agree with that, they're well, on no, the like, same page. I think he's more accurate, though, than Trubisky is. Okay, I'll give him, I'll give him like, that, like, a, a better version step of above. It. Like, he's a, he's a good game manager... And maybe if things break exactly perfectly, <laughs> he so can you're going be more than me now. Yeah, I am a little bit more than okay. I am. More, I like Garoppolo more than you do. Uh, you, I'm not saying he's great. Like you're I'm fine. You and I agree, really and then you go a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I'm slightly. I like Garoppolo a little bit more than you do. I just, what I, so, I think the coach is more of a genius. Yeah, I think for it sure. kind of overshadows sure. how bad the QB is. For sure. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool. They could get like Cam Newton or something there. Or Andy they Dalton would, there. They would never do that to Jimmy at this point. I mean, they can get out of his contract after the season. You don't. They're not. They don't could. even, especially with how the team is. People probably love Jimmy G. They probably oh, all use head and shoulders together. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dandruff in NorCal. NorCal yeah. is a vile Yeah, gross. Place. San Francisco is the worst in the country, too. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I have San Francisco 24-16. Ooh. Uh... So I actually have San Francisco 30. I have LA 18. I'm a pretty big blowout here. I just don't think the Rams are going to be playing for anything. That's the problem. Uh, well, they are. How? Well, if they went out and the Vikings lose out, they make the postseason. What are the Vikings? What's their last game? The Vikings are playing the Packers on the road. Mm-hmm. Then they play Chicago. Chicago is the same team who beat them last year, knocked them out of the playoffs. <laughs> And I was like, it's going to happen in week 17. And like, it could still happen. Maybe not. I don't know. You see Cousins, they score like 30 plus points against the Chargers. He threw, I think, 17 passes. That's what their dream was. It's like the first game of the season where he threw nine passes and they won. I it's It makes me so sick. That's why you pay him that much money, right? There's all this stuff too. It's like Cousins should be like a, like a number five on my MVP ballot. I was like, no. He doesn't do what? anything. Yeah, just wait until the postseason, though. What do you mean he should be number five on an MVP saying, ballot? These are things Who I've, said this? These are things I've read from professional football writers. You need to send them a tweet. Say, get off the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> just wait. We'll wait. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Wait, Can you please Whenever, just send that to one of them? Hey, uh, get off the bottle. I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, do your job. Get off the bottle. 
Um, but it's going to all fall apart, and it's going to be fun whenever that happens for him. I believe in Cousins more. I like Cousins. He's, a, he's like Schaub. No. Yeah, but he's, he's better than Schaub. He's not. He's more mobile than Schaub. Who would you rather take, Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins? Uh, Ooh. I don't know. This one, I like this one. one. <laughs> no, I hate it. Why? It's easy. I would say Cousins because yeah. at least he can throw the ball downfield play action. Cool. All right. So the last game we have here is your game. And this we, isn't had, my game. we got 10 minutes to talk about it. I don't want to talk about Dallas it. Dallas at Philly. Dallas is one half point favorites. And your Dallas Cowboys finally beat a team over 500. They ran the ball all over the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, not the Philadelphia Eagles, the Los Angeles Rams. One of the things I thought was very interesting about that game was Dallas's offensive line completely obliterated and won. But the second thing was that Pollard had more yards than Elliott Weird. on half the amount of carries. Weird. And he was he's so fast. He breaks so many tackles. Mm-hmm. He's unbelievable. And so maybe Dallas kind of finally realized, like, well, one, I think their offensive line is healthy finally. I think that's one one part of it. And the second part of it, I think Xavier Sufio is better than Connor Williams. And the third part, that's like it should be a two-to-one ratio. Like for every two carries Elliott gets, Pollard should get one. Pollard's been in and out because our offensive coordinator is 13 years old and doesn't know what to do sometimes. He hasn't. This is the most carries he's had since week three against Miami. Like if you, his he's carries also are been like hurt, though. four, six, two, He's one. been hurt. He's been in and out with games. So I will give them that. Right. The problem is the main difference that I hated and enjoyed. By the way, I hated to watch this game because this is the exact team that I expected to see all season. Obviously, they just let me down all year because even this big win. Oh, my God. Look at them. They beat a winning team. If they lose to Philly, then who gives a damn? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, it means Unless absolutely nothing. Philly loses to the Washington Redskins week 17. And by the way, it's, it's like what Wouldn't I was that tra- be hilarious? Dallas know. wins the division because Philadelphia loses week 17 anyways. Oh, that'd be awesome, actually. I would laugh so happen. hard. And it would be something that's extremely possible. But that's why with this game, I'm really going to be talking out of both sides of my ass here because I have... How do you have two sides to it? Dude, like I want... cheek? You're just, talking about I just it? want you to think about it and then go from there. But all I know is... I don't know. I hate this team. I want this team to win. I want to be able to make the playoffs. Dak Prescott's hurt with that shoulder throwing arm. Thank God. Yeah, he's actually hurt. He hasn't been throwing all week. So I don't like this. The Zeke Elliott thing was nice because what he was doing for the first time was not really the breakaway speed, which is what I was looking for. He was zigzaggy. He broke some tackles. Why was he zigzaggy? I haven't seen him go in and out, in and out like that all season. Part of they ran a lot outside zone. Which you have more cutbacking opportunities in that run scheme. But he broke some actual tackles, though. All I know is I love everything about this. Oh, and you know what's great is that Jason Wynn finally uh, didn't eat popcorn before the football game. And he can make a spectacular catch over the shoulder. That doesn't make any sense. But don't you dare throw him when it's right in his hands wide open. Because he'll drop the crap out of it. I hate this team so much. I finally have a kicker. He made some field goals. I enjoyed it. Who's the kicker now? It's uh, oh, Kai Forback. Yeah, Forback. That's what it is. New England cut him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't care if you make a field goal. You make a field goal. At least you can make a thirty-five yarder. Let's not talk about kickers. Okay. Let's talk about Philly. So in reality, wait. wait who do you think hates their team more, Dallas fans or Philly fans? It has to be Dallas fans because they won a the Super Bowl. But Philly's people—they're insane. They're all mentally ill. So that's the problem with Philly fans is that at least out of all the Cowboys fans, I'm going to brag about myself, I look at myself as a realist more than any of the others. 
I haven't met a realist Philly fan where the Philly fan, no matter what, believes that his team's going to win the Super Bowl, no matter what, their team is great each and every single week versus me, my team's a piece of crap. And this is why it's conflicting because if we beat Philly, we make the playoffs, we win the division, Jerry in the back of the mind, see, it wasn't a big deal. The season was a tough battle, but guess what? We pulled it off. We beat a winning team, and we won the division. That's all we needed to do, blah, blah, blah. My coach still has his job. And then you play San Francisco in the first round. I'll I'll actually still like that. I think I have a good shot because it's at home field. Suckers. But whenever it comes to my coach, if we were to then go to the playoffs, we were to then win that game, Jerry in the back of the mind, see, I knew this would turn around. I knew we would get this eventually. Mm-hmm. I hate this team. So you rather them lose and fire Garrett? I'm conflicting. Than win. Like I said, I want them to win. I want them to make the playoffs. I know that we would beat San Fran. I'm talking out of both sides of my ass, Matt. I don't make any sense this time. So you want to hear something about Dallas? So their point differential is plus fifty. They have a point differential of a nine and two, nine point two to four point eight win team. They're seven seven, and then they're second in offensive DVOA. And their their defensive numbers are like twenty third, twenty fourth, or whatever. And that's largely because they have terrible safeties, and their cornerbacks aren't good enough to to like be able to play well without good safety play. I agree. And it's like, yeah, they should be a lot better than a seven win team. And it's like it's weird because the Cowboys should have won the division, but the Eagles have already lost the division by now. And watching like the Eagles the last two weeks, where one that, I mean that Giants first half. That Giants game was one of the worst games I've ever watched in my entire life. I had to sit through. I watched the whole thing only because of fantasy football, yeah, man. Yeah. It hurts so bad. And by the way, the Washington game. You that know game was I, at least fun, though. No, no. You know what was funny about it? So Philly was like 11 for 16 on third down, and they had the ball for 37 minutes, and they still needed a game-winning drive to beat yeah. Washington. <laughs> well, because they missed that tackle on the slant route. And then like so Haskins terrible. kept running run the option play that worked out twice really well. And then also Wentz, had, Wentz lost the fumble. So Wentz is tied for second with most fumbles this year at 14. Um, he's lost seven. He's recovered seven. He's recovered the most fumbles in the NFL this year. Didn't, he, defensive have, player, didn't he have three last game? And he, I think he had and two. And he lost one or something? I think he had two and he lost one. But okay. he fumbles a bunch. Um, really the key. So which Philadelphia wide receiver are you most afraid of? Miles Sanders? Boston Scott? Nope. Greg Ward? Dallas Goddard? Nope. Or Sega Whiteside. No, 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 neither. Where's the quarterback? The quarterback? The quarterback that they have. That's the receiver. That's Ward. Is that Ward? You have H, yeah. Okay, okay. That's what I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Do you have H? Okay, that's what I'm going with. I kind of like Boston Scott because he doesn't seem he doesn't seem like a real person. No, I would I would say Ward only because it's like the exact same thing with the Julian Edelman. It's just a tiny quarterback that became receiver. Here he goes. He's gonna get open for at least a touchdown. Thing is, Matt, I really even talking about their offense. Their offense is gross. Yeah, it's just like Dallas should destroy this team, and that's what I hate. But the defense for Philly is going to sell out because they know Dak's hurt. They're going to sell out. They have been blitzing more. Schwartz is going to be such a douchebag. It's going to be an ugly one. Uh, yeah, I mean, if Dak can throw a ball downfield, they'll win. I don't know if he can though. He hasn't thrown all week. The injury thing's weird. But I mean, like Dallas, Dallas just beat a good. Los Angeles front last weekend means nothing to me. I mean, they just they like their offensive line won a game. Whereas Philly has like the talent of offensive line that should should do that, but they haven't done that. And they're also just kind of they're just weird. It's they're such a weird team. Uh, I think also the really important thing about this game is Dallas is 29th in DVOA covering tight ends. 
They allow 8.2 pass attempts a game, 63.7 yards a game. Earth's last two weeks, 14-23, 152 yards, three touchdowns. Their loss against Miami, he was 3 of 6, 24 yards, 8 yards an attempt. Um, and I think that's kind of like the key to this game for Philadelphia's offense, where it's like if Earth is good, if he has like you know six first downs, if he catches a touchdown or two, um, it completely changes like their entire offense, and they actually can score 27 points or whatever the lines lines are for it. But yeah, this game is is brutal. It's stupid. I have no idea at all. I really have no clue. It doesn't make any sense. And I have I think, no idea. I think if Dak, it was, should be easy though. If Dak, yeah, it should. It be. should be easy. They this is what I hate. By, this is stupid. They should win by like ten. This points. is so dumb. This should be the easiest thing on planet Earth. Dallas should be like a ten-win team easily this I year. I just don't want. And they're I, not going to be. That's why I hate this team. That's why last week means nothing to me. I hate this team, dude. Um, it, it's also you be, it's be a lot of fun to watch this like offense line against this defensive line too. I can't wait for that portion of this game. For which offensive line, defensive? No, whenever Dallas has the ball. Okay, so our offensive line. Uh, yeah, ball, and Jernigan's back. It'll be too. the game that they don't show up with. So who cares? No, it's what so. happens. It's what I hate. Because the they haven't done it in back to back. The offensive line shows up. You want me to do it in back to back games? You want my team to be able to show up? I'm talking about the offensive where line. What you are telling me, Matt, is a dream of mine, where they are going to go on a magic carpet ride now, and they have caught fire at the exact time. That's what you're wanting me to believe. Mm, I can't do that. I don't know. I want you to believe anything. You never want me to believe in magic. No. Any young girl. No, I knew you were gonna do that. I'm mad that you did that. Why? All right. So what? Do you, what's your pick for this game? Last time, every single time I like pick against Dallas, they win. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Dallas, thirty-five. Philly, thirty-one. So you think Dak's healthy then? No. I actually think just the running game is going to be able to tear it up. Philadelphia has a good run defense, though. Yeah, I know, but their defense hasn't shown up at all with anything. Yeah, so it's just I like their secondary, and it's weird. It's kind of like their their secondary last year. They all got hurt, and the young guys played well. And this year, all they all play bad. They all play bad. And then it's like they're but their wide receivers, all their wide receivers got but hurt. But their offense has an excuse. Their defense is the one letting Washington yeah, yeah, I, score the points. Well, yeah, and that safety missed that slant well. Yeah. But then this year it's like all their wide receivers got hurt and the young guys stepped up and they played all right. It's not awful. No, it's not. I say Eagle Whiteside makes some catches. But that's what I mean. The Moore's defense all right. Defense is the terrible side. Yeah. Their secondary is awful, and it shouldn't be this bad. It shouldn't be this bad. And there's also just so many blown coverage issues. So that touchdown to Slayton where he's in double coverage, and they both let him run right through him. It's like, wait, I'm short. I'm short hook zone. Wait, wait. Deep, you weren't deep supposed middle. to stay. I was staying. Yeah. You were staying. That was, it's so awful. Good for good for Eli. Um, I have, he got a game ball last week, I have dude. Dallas 27, Philadelphia 23. I don't like you picking them. Yeah, I don't like picking them either. Dude, pick Philly. I thought about flipping a coin, but I might go into pick Philly. No, I mean Dallas is better, but they that's no, no, no. Pick Philly. I'm just gonna pick the better team, but it's any given Sunday, Taylor. So recap: I have Houston 31, Tampa Bay 27. You have Tampa Bay 23, Houston 20. It was a monsoon. You're the one who convinced me for the low scoring. You're picking Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm picking Tampa. That's wait, cool. wait, no, no, no. I didn't pick Tampa. I picked Houston. Just making sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, okay. I'm guessing you're picking Houston. Even though it's three, you're taking Houston. Um, yeah. If right it's now, a you coin push, flip. But okay. Then put Houston 23 and a half. Put 20. 
That works out. I really hope it doesn't rain there tomorrow. Me too. It should rain Texas instead. Yeah. It shouldn't rain there. Uh, Buffalo at New England. The Patriots are six and a half point favorites. I have Buffalo 20, New England 16. You have Buffalo 25, New England 22. Yep. Los Angeles at San Francisco Saturday night. I have San Francisco 24. Los Angeles 16. You have San Francisco 30. Los Angeles 18. And then Dallas at Philly. Dallas won the last four matchups, too. I don't care. Uh, that one was that game you went to, right? That week 17. Oh, Nick Foles dude, greatest. 7-0, baby. Final cold. score. Yeah. The Philly fans were laughing at us as we went to the game because it felt like below 15. <laughs> uh, I have Dallas 27, Philly 23. You have Dallas 35, Philly 31. It should be fun, at least. Yeah, great times. So uh, we get to watch that. We get to watch New Orleans, Tennessee. Uh, it's going to be a good football weekend. It is going to be a good football weekend. I'm just glad they start on Saturday. So you got to make sure that whenever you're listening to this podcast in the morning, you immediately grab the person's phone that's sitting next to you for Christmas and you give it five stars. Important. You got to download. Five you have stars. To. We should start saying this at the beginning. Whenever you're getting uh, by on James's boathouse, oh take that aux cord, hit the, put the podcast Nobody wants on. to go in that dirty boat. It's not dirty. We keep it's, it clean on the boat. No, you don't. You have crab legs everywhere. Nah probably get crabs <laughs> you see what i mean yeah, double entendre that we is that what that means that we purchase that double entendre means. and then uh the fall harvest was really good this year up at the farmhouse what what fall so, harvest yeah josh allen's farmhouse zeta from the gatekeeper zeta what do you do there that's upstate new york it's very nice it's in the aaron Dondax. so that's Sounds our show like for tonight from the 1800s that's our show for tonight. You're it's racist. the lighthouse, which is me and Josh. <laughs> well, okay, there it is. You know what? I'll take that. He's like, come on, please stop. So he, obviously you're William Defoe. That's fine. And he's Robert Pattinson. Yeah, that's good. I okay, like that's it. good. Um, so that's our show for tonight. Like Taylor said, like, subscribe, download, five stars, give it a kiss, good night tonight. Listen to it in the morning. Listen to it sometime tomorrow. Whatever you want to do. And leave us questions. Damn it. It's hard. The internet's quiet Friday nights this time of year. Matt but will learn how to read where you apologize. In the meantime, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Red Radio. And thank you for being on tonight, Taylor. Josh Allen looks to run before throws. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com specialoffer all lowercase. That's shopify.com specialoffer offer.